Hi there, it's Nick here. Thanks so much for your continued support of the Nick Luck Daily Podcast. Wherever you consume your podcast, it is great to have you with us. I would alert you again to the racing app which is your one-stop shop and the easiest place now to download the show each and every morning as soon as it's ready. Many of you are doing so already, and that's not just because you can get access to all 880 episodes of this show, and very easily as well, but you can also watch live races. You can watch all the replays, and you can stream in the card with an active Fitstairs account. So do download it now, uh, the racing app. It's your one-stop shop and you will be able to catch up on all the previous episodes of your favourite daily racing podcast. You're listening to Nick Luck Daily. This edition is brought to you by Fitzdares, by the Racehorse Owners Association, and by Thoroughbred Racing Commentaries Global Rankings. Good morning, welcome to the show. It's Thursday, November the 23rd. Cold, dark, overcast here in TW11. Plenty to brighten up your day, I hope, through the next half an hour, 40 minutes or so, including an interview with Holly Doyle. Excited about riding in the Japan Cup. She's picked up a ride on the defending champion Vela Azul because the intended rider, Ryan Moore, is coming home from Japan for a bit of rest and recuperation after his fall last weekend. His brother, Jamie, uh, is also on the sidelines with a, a more significant injury, more of which from David Yates later in the show. I'll be talking to Sean Levy. Uh, Sean will be riding in Florida this winter. He tells us why and indeed tells me about his hopes for a 2000 Guineas Fancy Rosalian in 2024. And Frankie Dettori is in the jungle. And we hear from him just before he went in. He spoke to journalists in Australia and we've managed to get uh, some of that for you later in the show as well. But we'll start with the jumping, shall we? And the big feature races in Britain this weekend. The Betfair Chase Grade 1 at Haydock. The 1965 chase at Ascot, uh, they've attracted just four runners apiece. Of course, the Charlie Hall, the first big chase of the season in Britain, again, had just four runners. Uh, David Yates from the Daily Mirror with me. I presume this is going to be a motif for top chases in this country this season, though I rather hope it's not going to be, Dave. The depressing thing about this is that, is that it's no longer really something that surprises us, is it? Uh, we've got four runners for... Um, a grade one race that you know has been won by some top class horses in in the past and we'd like to see um a, a competitive field go to post for it but we're not going to see that as i say that it's it's disappointing but it's not a massive shock okay that race essentially boils down to brave man's game versus protector at we think or does it what do you think um, I don't think it does really. I, I think that um, I was very surprised when Paul Nichols said that Brave Man's game might run. From the very outset, he said the plan is one run either in the Charlie Hall and uh, or, or the um, the Betfair Chase, and then on to Kempton. The view of Paul Nichols has been that this horse is 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 best uh, kept fresh, and it's three weeks between Weatherby and Haydock. And um, the the issue with Protectorat is. The form of his stable, by his own admission, uh, Dan Skelton's horses aren't exactly where he would like them to be. And so quite naturally, that would bring in Royal Pagai. Um, he's a dual winner of the Peter Marsh chase. He won at Haydock as a novice chaser. His only defeat at Newton Le Willows uh, was when he was beaten by Aplutar, who was the, the emphatic winner of the Betfair chase in November 2021. He'd have to be a player here, Nick. 
Compelling case. Can he bustle up the big two? I asked the owner's racing manager, Joe Chambers. Uh, probably not. Um, but he's got a better chance of getting his ground at Haydock than he, by the looks of things, he does at Newbury uh, in a week's time. So Newbury and the Coral Trophy was kind of our thinking for the last couple of months and it was looking as though the Betfair was going to be a deep race um, especially with the Irish entries um, obviously a number of those ran in Down Royal a couple of weeks ago so the Betfair is cut up it's you know soft good to soft in places there Newbury's kind of drying out um, and so you know a smaller field and uh, around a track that he likes we thought we'd take our chance there and kind of get a season going and, and figure it out after that all right, possibility that he could go King George's and Gold Cups again, or do you try something different? Um, I, I think Venetia would love to have a go at Aintree uh, and, uh, and, and, and the Grand National and maybe work back from there. Whether that means he'll go to Chepstow first or not, I don't know. I suspect he'll have an entry anyway. Um, but I think she'd probably want to go out and trip. Look, I, I'm not sure. You know, His rate of 160, Brave Man's game is 172, and Protector at 166. The handicapper tends to be correct on these grade one horses, particularly when they're um, you know, a couple of years out of novice company. Mm-hmm. So um, I suspect uh, handicaps are probably where he will um, he will have his best chances this season. And I'd say we might even go to Haydock and try and win a third Peter Marsh at some point. All right. Might not be right about Fire Dance of the handicap horse who runs at Ascot Friday. Is that right? Yeah, he's in the handicap chase there. Um, he's a horse that Venetia thinks a lot of. Um, and he's got had some good form in France with Capitano. And he was running a fine race at uh, Cheltenham last, uh, was it January? Um, uh, upside stage star in a handicap chase uh, when his wind gave out at the top of the hill. So he's had a tie forward operation and something that Venetia has been quite successful with. She won with Cloudy Glenn first time up after a similar operation amongst others. So, um, let's hope it's been successful with him. Uh, you won't really know until the racetrack, but it seems from homework that it has been. So, uh, I'd be pretty disappointed if he wasn't capable of winning off of that mark on Friday. And obviously her horses are in rare order at the moment as well. So we take a bit of comfort and confidence in that for both the runners this weekend. Uh, Mr. Policeman's the biggest talking horse either side of the Irish sea. Uh, how much more are we going to know about him after this weekend? I think we'll all know an awful lot more. He's only run the once for us. And, um, you know, he won. Uh, he ran to a decent level, uh, at least from an OPR point of view, in, uh, in in a conditions hurdle down in Cork. Um, you know, but and, and saying that, Willie was somewhat disappointed by him. So I hope he's not a morning glory. But um, he seems to be pretty quick through the air from um, the evidence of scooting at home. And uh, let's hope he can get round in one piece and get his season off to a good start. But he's certainly one of our rising younger hopes that we have we we also run a reclamation project in that race called food of brazil who's um possibly north of 18 hands so um we'll give him a chance to see how he gets around in a few novice chases and make our minds up about him going forward after that and of course gaelic warrior is a horse who could be one of the best novice chasers in in britain or ireland uh, come come the end of the season I hope so. Um, Rich and Joe were quite vocal about wanting to go and have us chasing after he won the grade one at Punchestown back in um, April and Willie was adamant he was going hurdling. And lo and behold, here we are at the end of November and he's going novice chasing. So um, I'm not going to say we, we managed to turn the unturnable, but um, Willie certainly changed his mind. Um, two mile two, probably short enough for him, but it is right-handed. Um, 
and uh, you know everyone seems very happy with his schooling we know there's a good engine there and um, hopefully he can take the drop back and trip okay and we'll probably look to extend him in distance as the season goes on we'll also run the second reclamation project called Figarock in that race and similar to Food of Brazil kind of see where we had with him thereafter and you've got Hardor at Punchestown as well yeah he was a short price favourite for Handicap Chase at the Punchestown Festival and uh, and tipped up so I think there's an engine in there. He's been a little bit hot-headed, and um, but I'd like to think that if we can get a clean run with him, he'll be able to land one of these decent handicap chase pots as the season goes on, um, and possibly maybe even improve for a trip out to three miles at some point. So it's good to finally um, get some runners for uh, the various entries that have been stacking up over the last month. All right, that was Joe Chambers uh, with news of a number of very interesting runners over the course of the weekend, particularly looking forward to seeing how Mr Policeman and Gaelic Warrior get on in Ireland. But good luck with Royal Pagaya. I think the right call to come here instead of going to the Coral Trophy at Newbury. What about the big race at Ascot then? Shishkin thumped Pick Dory in the Ascot chase in February. More of the same, David, or is it going to be a closer, closer run thing? I think Shishkin is going is, is gonna to win this emphatically. It'd be very interesting, I think, when we get to tea time on Saturday and see who's favourite for the King George, because certainly that you'd think that Shishkin, Brave Man's game, uh, pick door he possibly protector at, they are all candidates for that. Um, we've also got Alaho, haven't we, who's who's being aimed at the King George this year after his winning return to action um, earlier in the month. So it's, it's going to be interesting. But yeah, I, I, I think that, well, Shishkin is a, is a short price. He's an odds-on favourite for the 1965 chase. And it'll be a, a, a big shock to me if he doesn't win emphatically. Yeah, and I would be very surprised if he wasn't a very short price favourite for the King George on Saturday evening to answer your question. Talk about the hurdle at Ascot, and there's a bit more sort of human significance to this, really. I know that Goshen is a bit of a cult hero of a horse, uh, but he won't be ridden by his regular partner, Jamie Moore, who is um, so fond of him. Why is that? Yeah, we, we must extend our, our best wishes to to Jamie Moore, um, who's on the injury sidelines once again. Um, the fall was from Misueno at uh, Lingfield Park on a Tuesday, and um, he suffered two uh, broken ribs, uh, a, a, a fractured T7 vertebra and a broken nose in that fall. Um, he's ridden Goshen in each of his 19 starts over obstacles. So we know what a, a combination they've been. As you say, that, that, that I think cult hero is the, is the, the right way to de- describe Goshen. He's very good on his day, including uh, when he won this race uh, 12 months ago from uh, brewing up a storm. And Niall Houlihan is going to step in. I, I spoke to Gary Moore yesterday as he was just about to go to the hospital, actually, to see Jamie. He said that um, he'll be out until the new year. He said any any bone is six weeks. Um, it'll easily be the new year with what he's done. Um, Gary reflected, that's racing. It's a cruel old sport, which is which is quite a rare reflection, uh, if you know Gary Moore. But uh, Niall Houlihan... We'll come in for the ride and and we wish Jamie all the best and we hope to see him back early in 2024. And his brother Ryan is on his way back from Japan because he had an injury after a fall last weekend. You know, he said he was effectively okay, but was pretty stiff and sore. Instead of being very well looked after there, he is coming back. He's not taking his ride in the Japan Cup on the defending champion Vela Azul, uh, up against Equinox and Liberty Island, of course. The ride has now gone to Holly Doyle, 
one of three female riders in the race. First time any female has ridden in the race since Julie Crone all the way back in 1990. Would you believe it? I asked her how excited she was at the opportunity that had been presented. Hi, Nick. Um, yeah, extremely excited. You know, I was looking very doubtful that I'd, I'd have a ride in the Japan Cup. Obviously, rides are booked um, very far in advance out here, and I didn't have one. But um, unfortunately, Ryan's um, had to go home, so I, I hope he's okay. But um, I've picked up his, his spare ride. Um, obviously, he, he's a previous Japan Cup winner last year. Um, I, I was actually there when he won, and he's just such a breathtaking animal to look at. And um, I mean, I feel like last year's Japan Cup was a muddling muddling race as such the pace wasn't very strong and the way he did it impressed me um very much but um obviously he hasn't done a whole lot since so he's got a, a bit to prove coming back this year um do you know what I only found out um late last night that I'd had the ride and I rode out this morning and um I haven't spoken to any connections so I haven't been informed of anything really um i've done my homework on the horse and watched all of his his runs and you know found out as much as i can about him but i've been given no information as, as of yet it's just um a great opportunity for carrot farm to put me up who have been my sponsored owners um on this trip so obviously i want to kind of um keep things going forward with them and um like like you said, if I can get him to run a good race, that will be a huge step in the right direction. And um, he's got all the ability in the world. So I know you're looking at this Japan um, uh, project as something that's that's long term that you're you're building year on year. You took a slightly different policy this year, and it seems to be seems to be working out. Sort of going to the track slightly further away, riding more horses that are fancied, and and riding more winners. Are you pretty happy with the way that's that's panning out? Yeah, things have gone um, very well this year. I mean, obviously last year um, I only rode two winners and I've had four already this year, so I've got off to a, a much better start. I um, kind of have a different system in place this year and it seems to be working. Um, obviously my rides this weekend probably aren't as strong as what they have been, but um, I'll take that because it is Japan Cup weekend in Tokyo. Um, so the best of the best will be about. All right, Holly Doyle there. So her good fortune, Ryan Moore's misfortune defending champion and unencumbered by much pressure because everyone just expects Equinox to turn up and bolt up, Dave. Yeah, it's, this is a, a, another landmark for Holly Doyle, isn't it? How many times have we said that? Um, if you see the the true metal of, of sportsmen and women uh, by uh, how they get through adversity, then Holly Doyle will look back on 2023 as something as a triumph. Um, she fractured her elbow at Wolverhampton in January. That kept her out until the end of March. So her her numbers are understandably down. Um, as, thus far, she's ridden 117 winners in Britain. That compares with a, a high of 172 uh, in 2021. But uh, she's had a first ride in the Melbourne Cup aboard uh, Future History. And now, as you say... A, a part of history, um, the first time, what was it, Julie Crone in 1990? So that's 33 years, uh, a gap between female riders in the Japan Cup and she's riding the defending champion. Now, obviously, th this horse is, uh, like most of the others, apart from Equinox, is a big price uh, to gain back-to-back -back triumphs in the Japan Cup, but he's still the horse uh, who won it 12 months ago. So real international recognition for Holly Doyle. She'll go on to Hong Kong um, next month. And despite that difficult 
start uh, to 2023, it's ending on a very much on a positive note. All right, Christophe Lemaire is, of course, the man who rides Equinox. He seeks his fourth victory in the Japan Cup. He won it on vodka back in 2009, and he won it twice on the brilliant mare, Almond Eye. And I asked him whether uh, this horse, Equinox, had really captured the imagination of the Japanese racing public and, indeed, the wider public in a, a country that puts racing quite high up amongst its uh, amongst its favoured pursuits. Um, you know, he's he's a beautiful dark horse. Uh, his stride is is just uh, amazing, and I think uh, the the Japanese public um, get uh, very touched by his attitude and uh, his uh, his performing on the track. So after winning five group ones, uh, he became also very special to the public. Uh, everybody is one is waiting for for his race. Um, I wouldn't say he's uh, as popular or or made um, uh, or had has uh, the same impact than Deep Impact uh, himself <laughs> a few years ago. Maybe not yet. But uh, he's on the way to the most respected horses uh, ever in Japan, like Almondai, Deep Impact, Oguri Cup, uh, or TM Opera Ho. Um, he is going to become uh, a very high-rated high, uh, uh, high horse in Japan. Because he has everything uh, that a racehorse can, can have. Uh, I mean, his uh, his speed, his stamina, his mental, uh, his way of galloping. Uh, I used to say that Almondai was uh, was a nearly perfect horse, but uh, Equinox is also a kind of perfect horse. And for for a jockey, uh, it's a great advantage to have a horse. Who reacts uh, very well when you ask him to to go faster, when you ask him uh, to to settle during the race, and uh, for me uh, there's no difficulties to to ride him. So it's a, a real pleasure to be to be on board. And you're drawn next to the Phillies Triple Crown winner. Uh, who looks quite special, Liberty Island. Is she your main danger? Do you think or are some of those older, hard-knocking horses that we know quite a bit about and have been around for a little while, are they more of a threat? Yes, Liberty Island will be the, the main rival, in my opinion. Uh, she was dominating this year. Um, she had no rivals uh, in her generation. Um, she has shown a lot of class, uh, brilliant, uh, strong acceleration uh, in the straight. And um, she will have the advantage to carry four kilos less than Equinox, uh, which is a, a big advantage. Um, she's a very classy filly, strong, powerful, uh, an easy ride. And Yuga Kawada, which is also a very good jockey with a lot of confidence this year, he will give her the, the best run for sure. So in my opinion, she will be the, the main rival. Um, yeah, some, some tough horses in the field, but 
I think Equinox and uh, Liberty Island are on a different uh, level. World-class rider, world-class guy, Christophe Lemaire. Can he win a fourth Japan Cup on Equinox? Frankly, it will be a surprise if he doesn't. You'll be able to see it live, completely live on Racing TV on Sunday morning at 6 a.m. David Yates, if there's one horse in the world I would get up that early for, well, he's probably it. Yeah, this horse is definitely worth getting up early for. Um, He's the odds-on favourite for the Japan Cup. I suppose he, he first rose to international recognition with that victory in the Dubai Shima Classic at Maidan in March and he's unbeaten in two starts since then uh, you know I, I will I will set my alarm and get up and watch that coverage Nick and I don't do that all that often I, I did do it for the Melbourne Cup for the first time this year um but I suppose I, I don't want to curl my lip at this and be churlish but wouldn't it have been fantastic if we'd seen Equinox in the arc and of course isn't the biggest irony of all the fact that I think that the 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 likelihood in the long term of soft ground at Longchamp for Europe's middle distance championship thought well it's it's a risky proposition preparing him for that race and of course we had it quick in Paris this year. Okay so no ace impact in Japan we never got Equinox in uh, Paris even though we did see Equinox in Dubai uh, we talked about where we might next see Ryan Moore. We know where Holly Doyle's going. Where's Sean Levy going? Uh, Sean Levy is the man who is a classic winning rider who possibly rode the best British trained two-year-old last year in Rosalian uh, and will be the, the leading domestic hope, you'd think, for the, the 2000 guineas. More of Rosalian in a moment. I began by asking Sean where he was off to. Um, just looking forward to going to Goldstream. Um, I signed up to go over there for a few months and thoroughly looking forward to it okay so what prompted that decision so you're going to do a florida winter in probably the the most competitive uh, group of jockeys there is riding through the winter in america yeah no doubt but you know that said what prompted the decision was look at I've, I've obviously spent many a year riding through the winter over here and you know in recent years um, opportunity as far as Richard Hannon's concerned has been less and less you know we've run less and less horses through the winter and you know I was just looking for a bit of a change and a bit of a challenge and you know lucky enough this opportunity presented itself we've all of course already heard about what Frankie's doing for the winter and beyond we know that Asheen Murphy's spending a bit of time in the States Ben Curtis is at the fairgrounds Richard Kingscote did what you're doing last year um, when are you going to go and have you got some good contacts lined up? Well, um, I'm planning on going on the 1st of December. I think that would get me there just before just before things get competitive as far as their festival is concerned. Um, and, you know, as far as contacts are concerned, you know, I'm talking to a great group of people who are organising the majority of everything for me and... I'll be going over there and freelancing, so to speak. Um, that said, I was lucky enough through my apprenticeship, I spent a couple of seasons out there work riding and that. So I do have a few links with a few trainers. Um, you know, uh, uh, Brendan Walsh being one of them, he started training when I was out there work riding. Um, I had a great opportunity in Barbados to meet Safi Joseph Jr., who is champion trainer and Goldstream at the moment. So, listen, th- there's been contacts made over the years. And, 
it'd be it'd be great to see you know where that gets me when I go over there. And what sort of effect are you hoping it has on on your career as a whole? Um, to be fair, Nick, I was just it's just it's an opportunity to do something different and maybe learn a little bit more. Um, I'm hoping I go there and you know obviously want to ride winners and whatever have you but at the same time it's going to be a great experience and something that i hope will stand to me you know in later years riding over here and are you going to have to get lighter to ride there listen no doubt it's one of my biggest worries um you know we're lucky enough over here that the weights are as high as they are um but at the same time it just presents a new challenge um i've done light before but not you know, I haven't been able to maintain it frequently over here. Well, mostly because we ride every day over here. But, you know, I think with their the way this, their system works, I suppose, over there, it will be a bit easier in that regard. But look, when you have to do light, it's never really easy. Well, but look, like I said, it presents a new challenge, and I'm kind of looking forward to seeing what what I can do with that. Listen, if you can get if you can get eight rides a day every day in eighty five degree heat and high humidity, it'll fall off quite quickly, I'd say. Yeah, no doubt, no doubt. Um, but at the same time, like it's easy, it's easier to maintain when you have to do it for three days. I think what the difficulty is over here is, you know, with the traveling, the riding out, it it, it it's just it's. It's a lot more difficult. Um, whereas over there, you look, there's no traveling that's taken out of the equation straight away. You have more time to spend, you know, on your fitness and on your weight. And then you're only having to maintain it through three days that they're racing for, you know, giving you time to recuperate and then do it again. But I think that's what presents the challenge over here. It's very hard to do it over here because we race day to day. And of course, you've got something very exciting to keep you warm through the winter, apart from the Florida sunshine, and that's the prospect of getting back for for Rosalian in the in the two thousand guineas. Could I, I don't want to start, you know, building him up to the point where it can only be a disappointment. But could be could this be your horse? Could this be your career defining horse? Do you think? I think so. I think, like, like I said, from the, from absolutely the get go with him, he's one of the best I've ever sat on. And he's proven that. I think his form is, is standing up substantially, especially his Asker form. And look, without trying to build him up to that degree, like he has the scope. He already, no doubt he's got the potential. I'm just hoping it's not one of those years where, you know, there's a lot of good horses about at the same time, you know. And I hope it's not one of those years that, he, you know, I mean, there's there's a series of like three greats running against each other, you know. Um, can't wait to see him. I wish you all the best in Florida, Sean. Thanks so much. Thank you very much. All right. So to Florida for Sean Levy, where at some point in time, I suspect he'll run into Frankie Dettori because his commitments will take him there during the course of the winter. Um, he is, of course, now in the Australian Outback, as we knew, and last night was officially uh, inducted into the into the jungle as a contestant in I'm a Celebrity, Get Me Out of Here. It'd be interesting to see how he takes to it. And this is what he had to say in conversation with the Daily Mirror showbiz editor, Mark Jeffries, before he uh, before he went in. Yeah, by least I've got uh, 10 people that I've never met before. You know, we can uh, swap stories, uh, find out a bit more about them. Yeah, that's, uh, you know, that's the reason, one of the reasons why I took it on first, life experience. 
challenging myself and you know, meeting new people and hopefully become uh, new friends. Well, I'm keen to meet everyone. Uh, obviously, to see a familiar face like Nigel, he's, he, he makes me a little bit uh, feel a bit more at ease because then obviously I'm late one in, so there's a lot of questions I have to ask. So I guess he'd be the first person that I can talk to because I can actually know him. I can ask him the ins and outs of what's been going on. And uh, that's it. I mean, uh, you know, I have to start from scratch. Well, everybody's been in the camp a few days. That time to jelly in. So, uh, yeah, it's always going to be a bit difficult to try to find your spot in the group. Uh, but, you know, I spend all my life with people. So it shouldn't be a problem. But obviously, it's a bit of dis disadvantage because I have to play catch-up. But maybe it's even more interesting because at least I've got more to explore compared to the others. You can't replicate what's on the show, you know, you're not going to sleep with rats or snakes or spiders, you know, you know you're not going to recreate their home, so I, I don't know what to expect. You know, obviously, if you, if you ask me if, you know, if the horse is there, it would be a different story, but <laughs> this is completely different to me, so uh, it's a different challenge, and uh, yeah, I don't know how I'm going to react and how I'm going to feel about it, but you know, let's bring it on, you know, that's, that's, your, that's the only reason. I was asked to do the show many a times but actually I always say no because I never actually had the time but now that I do have the, the time and uh, I embrace it you know I'm be the first one to say that I'm nervous excited scared all of those uh, but it's you know I think uh, if I didn't feel there I won't be human they gave me an un unbelievable farewell from the minute I go back in April every track I done every track in England the major ones France obviously my beloved country, Italy. And then I went to America, and then unfortunately I couldn't ride in the Melbourne Cup because of my suspension. But, uh, you know, it was amazing. The last day, King of Steel won the champion stakes. Life-size bronze of me on a horse, unveiled by Queen Camilla. So, I mean, what can you say? It was the best farewell you can imagine. And, uh, you know, I, like I said to everyone, I was, I'm not ready to stop. Uh, in the end of the day, I got to live with myself with that, with that decision. So I didn't want to embarrass anyone in Europe, and I thought it was an opportunity for me to go to America, give me a fresh start. And uh, my decision was easier to make because my kids are adults, and uh, so it's just me and my wife at the moment, and we are gonna emigrate to California. Uh, you know, I'm 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 not a fighter. I'm a lover, so. Everybody, as you know, in Big Brother is there to argue and, you know, contradict each other and make the name for, for, for themselves. So, but this is a completely different show. So, um, you know, but at least, you know, you know the, the lockdown beforehand was similar and going into a place, not knowing people who are similar, but it's a completely different show. I haven't been on top of a building. I haven't slept with rats or snakes or spiders, so I don't know about that. Uh, yeah, I've seen some of the trash. I've been, I mean, it, it, I haven't. I've seen people drinking and disgusting things and eating and disgusting things. But I, by see their faces, I know it's not pleasant. But <laughs> I'm not gonna say I'm looking forward to it. But nice. here's what it is. Yeah, I'm, you know, I'm ready to try everything and give it a good go. Now, I'll be honest here. It's not about the money. I was doing it. You know, I've been asked so many times to do it. Um, at, at the moment, uh, in, in my career in racing, I don't think I can get any higher or bigger. So I took this opportunity to say, right, you know, you know, if I let this opportunity go this time, then perhaps when 
I'm retired and no one, then I might not get another chance. So. What do you have to do to win? I don't understand that. I mean, my, my, at the moment, my philosophy is go down there, uh, be myself, you know, try to win every task you can to, 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 to feed the camp or to keep as a unit, and that's it. Then I, I, what, what do you need to do to win? Is it, is it popularity or is it because you win the trials or because you're argumentative? I, I really don't know. I mean, I'm not, I'm not setting my stool of if I, if I don't win, I'm going to be disappointed. No, it's a lifetime experience. I'm going to be myself, like I said, and give all I've got. Yeah, I don't think so. I don't think uh, it'd be wisely unlikely that I go to Hong Kong because even if I don't, if in, even if I do get evicted, it won't give me enough time to prepare. You know, let me be quiet. It won't be right that just, you know, after not sitting on the horse for a month to go and ride a big race. So I, I've completely discarded that. Uh, I was told that uh, it could be a weight loss coming into the camp. I went, good, <laughs> because I'm going to America in five right. weeks. <laughs> Now it's all, it's all, you know, like, look, guys, I, I'm, I'm being honest. I really don't know what to expect. Frankie Dettori, um, a, f- a few, a few nerves, I think, uh, there talking to, talking to Mark Jeffries from your paper, David, the Daily Mirror before, before heading into the, into the jungle. I'm grateful to Mark for that. And indeed to Frankie. Um, how's this going to go? I don't really know. I, I, I you know, Frankie said that, um, that the, the the Big Brother house was very different to the Jungle, which yes, I, I know it is. But the is is the is the format of the is the idea not roughly the same? You get a load of famous, complete strangers or relative strangers. You put them in a confined space, lock the door, and wait until and and wait and see how long it 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 starts before they start fighting. Isn't that a, isn't that about right? Uh, yeah, he seemed to he he did seem to recognise the fact that certain people go in go in these shows just to cause aggro, uh, and that he's what did he say? I'm a lover, not a fighter. Did say that? Yeah, a, that yeah. might, but that might. Where you see the the the, the, consi- the nice people or the kind of conciliate conciliatory ones tend to have done quite well in this show, whereas sometimes the the uh, begins the one, with G the, and ends in I. Well, the the adjective the. the the agitators get further in in things like Big Brother, don't they? I, I don't know. I'm not, I don't know. You'd have to ask people who are, are more careful students of it, I suppose. I think that when Frankie went into um, the Big Brother house, I, I think people in racing, they they kid themselves and think, oh, you know, Detour is such a great personality. It's going to win through. He's going to win Big Brother, Celebrity Big Brother, and horse racing is going to ride on the back of that, and our fortunes are going to take an upturn. Of course, that doesn't happen because you go in there. You, I, I remember having to cover the evening when he went in and spoke to Davina McCall, and um, he had that that pork pie hat on, didn't he? And he spoke to Ryan, um, Ryan Clark, Clark Neal, is it? Rylan, Rylan, Rylan Clark Neal, who called him Frank, and after a couple of days, Frankie got bored with it, didn't he? And he wasn't he wasn't rude to anyone, but it was pretty it was pretty clear that uh, he was looking forward to getting out. And I, I think it'll be a, a, a pretty similar uh, time th- this year, a, a, a similar story this year. I, I'm not an expert on these reality TVs. I don't watch them. I think that, and I, I'm not trying to be 
you know, intellectually superior. I just don't think they're very interesting. If Nigel Farage got eaten by a crocodile, I'd probably uh, tune in, but I, I doubt that's going to happen. I wish the Tory well, but uh, I, I suspect he'll probably get kicked out in the in the second half of the of the program, and and that'll be that. But I'm sure he'll get a. And he, he did say it's not about the money, but I'm sure there is a decent fee for going in. They'd want to be for for that sort of stuff. Kangaroo testicles, uh, rats running around the place. No, thank you very much. All right, just before we go, back to reality somewhat. And Novice Chase punches down this weekend. Get a chance to see Flooring Porter, that form from Cheltenham, where he made his winning chasing debut, has worked out an absolute treat. And this is what Gavin Cromwell had to say to Dave Keener, because uh, Flooring Porter is trying something a little bit different at the weekend and it might just open up some opportunities through the rest of the season. It's his first time going back right-handed again since he ran in the stairs hurdle in Punchtown. I think it could be three years ago now, the year that he won his first stairs in Cheltenham. So that didn't go great. But listen, he's an older and wiser horse, a little bit more manageable nowadays. We'll give it a go. Could be galloping track and plenty of room. So hopefully he'll be OK. He gave an, an exhibition of jumping at Cheltenham. He must have been delighted with that aspect of, of the result as well. Yeah, he's really taken to it, Dave. He loves it. Jumps well. He's plenty of scope for a horse that's not very big. Hopefully the future is bright for him. All right. Thanks to all my guests today. Uh, David Yates has a tip for you. We're going to Wolverhampton for the 7.30 race uh, this evening, and it's the top weight ecclesiastical. Uh, This horse tried Dunstall Park's six furlongs for the first time last time out and ran out an emphatic winner, six pounds more on his back here today. But I hope he can follow up. 7.30 race at Wolverhampton, selection number one, ecclesiastical. All right, David, thank you very much. Thank you very much for listening. That was Thursday, November the 23rd. I am off to Goff's to enjoy all the action tomorrow, which includes, of course, that uh, momentous uh, and quite possibly history-making Niarchos family draft, including Alpha Centauri and Alpine Star and more. I'll bring you all the news of that uh, after the weekend, and we will be back with you tomorrow morning. That's all for now. That was Thursday, November the 23rd. You've been listening to Nick Luck Daily, brought to you in association with Fitzdares, the Racehorse Owners Association and Thoroughbred Racing Commentary.